Hello. Hey, you're stealing my thing. <laughs> That my, it's my hello. Okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you literally told me to say hello first, and then did that bit. <laughs> um. No, thank you for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Scary Talk, episode seventy-six. Uh, this is Andre and Sunny, and we got some spooks for you today. But before that, how are you doing, Sunny? Um. How am I doing? What a question. I'm doing well. Um, I've gotten more sleep than I normally get these days, and that feels good. On the other and what's hand, the baseline? What's the baseline sleep you get? Like two hours? <laughs> It really depends on the day, but the baseline recently has been like one all nighter a week, and then the rest of the night is. Oof. Yeah, the rest of the week is pretty normal after that all nighter, though. Um, Man, working yeah. out that oil rig sure sounds hard. <laughs> Yeah, you know, honestly, the connectivity out here is terrible, so it's remarkable that we're doing this. <laughs> well, as you know, we use two cans and string, so that's how it's still good, regardless of that. Of course, um, who needs wireless, right? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, well, um, I mean, it sounds like you're doing okay. I guess <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the okay category. But girl, all letters are not good, and you already know that. And I have to tell you that. So how about um, you, Andre? I'm fine. No all-nighters as of as of now. I think the last time I pulled one, I was probably a teenager. So what, 20 years ago? Um, so no, I'm good. Um, I kept pretty busy. I heard that movie theaters open in San Diego recently, so I'm losing my mind. And I'm right because like apparently with with the new kind of um thing that Newsom is doing, it's not gonna be like a statewide thing whether or not we're like still quarantined or not, but it's gonna be county by county. So mm -hmm. I guess San Diego is okay, but where I live is not and yeah. pretty much the Which, rest like, of the place. We don't isn't. even know how related to San Diego is because you live super far from San Diego, so Right or not, <laughs> location undisclosed. So the thing is that it is at least a bit far away. So I, I'm not like just gonna go drive and watch a movie there. But I'm dead ass thinking of doing exactly that. So <laughs> because I really want to go. I also know that up in NorCal, um, there are a couple of counties that also like their movie theaters are open. So and I'm in the south. So it's just it kind of sucks <laughs> that like uh. No. no, totally. Also, <laughs> we can discuss this later, but I may be doing a road trip through your area soon. We'll see. Oh my um, God, you're you're coming to Wyoming? <laughs> yes, Dude, I'm. You're gonna love it. <laughs> It's nothing but pasture, and there's more cows than people. You're gonna love it. Somehow that so seems much like to a milk. place that you would love, Andre. I really can just see you <laughs> connecting with the farmland. You know. <laughs> Uh, out in your native lands, yeah. countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you bet. Um, so, <laughs> well, beyond that, I um, something I did want to ask you about was <laughs> for your for your for your reaction to the Beatles album that we were talking about, you, yes. Shannon, and I, a uh, last episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, did you listen to the time-traveling alternate dimension Beatles album? I definitely listened to a few parts of it. And okay. here's what I will say, based on what I've listened to. A, I liked it. <laughs> um, whoever made this, <laughs> let me know so I can become your semi-fan. Um, but B, I'm not sure whether I believe it's time-traveled Beatles. The thing is, it sounds more futuristic than the Beatles, which makes sense if it's supposed to be, like the future of the Beatles, you know? But uh -huh. the problem with that is that it's also... Uh, because of that, it doesn't sound like the Beatles, you know? It's got a different sound from them. And the parts where they're singing sound kind of weird. So I don't know if that's like an imitation singer or if they're mashing up some things that they've already sung. Um, well, that's just how music was supposed to sound in the <laughs> alternate 1970s, where disco never existed. That's just how it sounded. Muffled vocals and weird sounds. I mean... Based on my music taste, I'm not opposed. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because, like, you listen to, like, some music nowadays, and, like, there are some weird trends. Like, like Lana Del Rey, you can't understand anything she's saying, and, like, there's deep echoes throughout all of her singing. So, I mean, that's a weird thing going on there. So why couldn't totally. the Beatles in the alternate universe have muffled vocals, right? No, it's true. Um, I mean, Beatles in the alternate universe, 
they're doing stuff that I feel like we're doing now, or like maybe we've been doing in like experimental electronic music since the 90s or something. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's a cool sound. It's a cool sound. I like it. It's futuristic. I'm just not sure I believe it's alternate universe Beatles. I think it would require well. some more. But honestly, I might listen. I might just start to listen on my own to that. And Please do. <laughs> I might have to have Jonas from the alternate universe have you trip over a rabbit hole and pay you a visit. Yeah, Jonas can pay me a visit. Wink. Um, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> what I if he's no like fifty? Like, <laughs> anyway, um, so something else I wanted to touch on before we get into this um, mm. topic today is uh, a follow up to last episode. So really quick, I had <laughs> I had a follower. Shout out to you. I don't know if you want your name disclosed, so I'm not gonna disclose it. But shout out to this follower on Instagram that uh, informed me of this tiktok account that talks a lot about time travel and the person that runs this tiktok account themselves claims to be from the year 2068 and um they were sent back here <laughs> what wait what's up they're a chrononaut that's their claim yeah precisely precisely they're also a randonaut which is funny but um <laughs> so they were sent back apparently um, uh, that's literally their bio. It says, time travel is very real. I was sent back from 2068. Please don't waste my time. I wouldn't want you to waste my time either. If I was a time traveler, shit, I probably don't have a lot of time. So, anyway. Um, this person, um, posts a lot of TikToks about how the government is trying to cover up time travel. And not letting the populace into the fact that the technology is already available and we've been using it for a while well not we but i guess future humans i don't know i'm my brain gets Andre, like I, I get a hemorrhage to reveal something to you oh no <laughs> i'm a time traveler oh my god you're <laughs> a time traveling goat that's insane dude um <laughs> yeah that's why like every time you see me i look three times more aged than i should <laughs> you mean less is that, that's why you still look 12 at age 40 yes um <laughs> How I actually Man. skipped grades was just time travel. <laughs> I mean, at this point, shocked I am not. So I'll mm. say that. Okay. But anyway, that's what this TikTok account talks about. And um, this this follower wanted me to, to shout it out. The, the account is called Pandora's Box. I'm not going to go into depth about it because I didn't watch a lot of it. But also because I can tell that I, I don't know if I'm really going to vibe with what this alleged time traveler is going to be saying. I'm like kind of very, very skeptical about everything they're posting. But if people mm -hmm. want to go check it out, it's called Pandora's Box on TikTok. Like basically the, the thing why I'm kind of hesitant is because she says... The government is trying to hide the fact that time traveling technology is available. And I'm like, okay. Um, I mean, that's not hard to believe. I understand why the government would try to hide that if, if they also allegedly try to hide so many other things like alien encounters and, I don't know, espionage. But, um, uh, I just don't buy it. Like, I, I don't think we really have time traveling technology. I, I don't. Um, also, not only that, but she crosses the, that, that topic over with the topic of aliens, saying that every time there is a, you, unless I got this wrong, but every time there is a UFO sighting, um, it's actually a future human time traveling to now to, like, observe the Earth or, like, check on something. Um. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I guess I also kind of just didn't really want to go into depth on this TikTok account. I don't know if we've ever really done that with a TikTok account, but um, Pandora's box it is. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, the thing is, I feel like that runs contrary to some of your theories, probably, because we haven't talked about it a lot yet. But from what I've heard from you, there's a strong belief in aliens. Yes, yes. And I, I'm actually not... Um, not opposed to the idea that aliens are actually future humans. I just don't think that the government is necessarily in cahoots with these future humans and has anything to do with UFO sightings. Like I don't know. Mm. I I think I think it gets too convoluted. But no, I am not opposed to the idea that that um, aliens are actually future humans. But they're they'd actually be visiting us 
on their own means, nothing to do with with government. So fascinating. What did you yeah. think though? If people were just able to like travel back in time willy nilly, wouldn't stuff get really fucked up? Like I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, to be to be fair, she, she's not saying that the, the government has this uh, this technology and they're using it willy nilly. Maybe they're really selective with it. Mm. Um, but because yeah, I agree. If they were nilly willy nilly, a lot of things would get fucked up. Um, I mean, would we notice though? Like that's the thing too. Like it's very confusing. Like if something changes in the past, do, do all of our brains kind of get immediately brainwashed and adjusted to the new? now present like well, more likely you know what i mean yeah if something fucks up in the past there's probably like an alternate line created immediately right from ours or something right. like that that's so right weird. and we but i could see us being in a fucked up line right now <laughs> well here's the thing <laughs> like if if, hmm. if someone goes in the past and does something and creates a fucked up like alternation um are we really ever gonna notice because we're not living on that new line we're living on our old original line so maybe something Someone does something fucked up in the past. You and I, Sunny, like living on the original line, I guess, mm -hmm. probably won't even notice at all. Or maybe we're uh, living ever. on an alternate line. Or maybe we ourselves are living in an alternate line, in which case we also wouldn't know the difference. And me calling it original, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm showing myself to be a dumbass thinking that this is the original <laughs> one. But in reality, it's the this one some billion. Stuff. This is some. Us I, this not is some being simulation shit. Simulation. I hate this. <laughs> This is done. Anyway, I'm angry. <laughs> um, let's let's move on. So we are doing missing four one one part four today. Um, I love this topic. This is my favorite topic. Um, I'm very excited. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, I I did I, before we we start. I did get a lot of um, input from um, some of our followers, uh, letting me know that they. Uh, we're really happy to see Shannon back. Um, so, you know, she is going to be back for episode 300. We said that. So just just wait for that. And um, uh, we're glad that, 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 you, that you liked hearing her again. I was, We were certainly really happy to have her here. So mm -hmm. there's that. Shannon was wonderful. Uh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway. Okay, now, <laughs> to actually get started on this. <laughs> Sunny, just... Take the words from my mouth. What are we doing today? What's happening? What's going words on? Words taken. Plucked. So, I'm going to try and take a more skeptical tone today to our missing 411s. Because as spooky, <laughs> as spooky and as exciting as they are, I also think this is a very interesting one to look at, like, sort of the skeptical side of. Because it's so, it's so everyday. You know, a person goes missing, and then their remains are found. That seems very mm. normal. So... I'll start off, actually, I've got a couple of things here, but we'll start off with this woman, Gaida Coote, uh, in Sydney. So I've got a few cases from Australia. Believe it or not, spooky things do not only happen in the United States. You, I don't even know, America-centric, I don't know. I would call myself yep. out there for that. <laughs> um, so she originally went uh, missing in 2014, in December. And she was 84 years old, Miss Gaida Coot. But she would regularly go walking in the wildflower garden near St. Ives. And that was her thing. This Kuring guy wildflower garden, it was beautiful. And she would actually help with upkeep because she was a really active lady. Um, and she loved it there. So she would regularly help with upkeep. And one time she was walking and dun -dun -dun, she disappeared. The crazy thing is that, yeah, when people are asked about her, she, a lot of people say she's physically fit. She's passionate about the garden. She's great, right? Um, and when she's when she's found missing, there's a huge search conducted that, of course, goes over the garden, the nearby bush. Um, of course, it's super hot because this is Australia. And of course, they completely fail to locate her. Then in 2016, they find her remains. I think it's just 150 feet off of the path, literally right off the wow. path. Yeah, um, which again. During the search, they definitely would have gone over that portion. So that, That's very common, by the way, for, I guess, listeners who haven't listened to the other parts of these of these episodes. Totally. It's very common for missing 411 cases um, uh, for the remains to be found, like, somewhere where, like, a cadaver dog would have smelled it or the search team would have found it. But all of a sudden, now it's there. Totally, <laughs> yeah. totally. All of a sudden, it's there. And 
their theory in terms of why this might have happened is that heavy thunderstorms, it's uh, theorized, um, might have rained down right after she passed, um, which like would have washed away the scent and also would have washed away her remains, like kind of out of the way. Um, and that's why we're only finding them now. But that is also weird to me because I would think that with rain, wouldn't they become more like obviously visible because you don't have like dirt? I don't know. Does that make sense? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess it could be either way. I, I wish I had more search and rescue knowledge. No, totally. So it's very funky. Um, so that's my kind of beginning warm-up case, misguided coot, a sad one. And I also have a really cool article on like the the things that tie together the missing 411 points. Can I go through some of them? Oh, go ahead. So totally. So this person talked about like what is it that that strings these missing 411 cases together and makes them so spooky. And they made a list of things. It's a really long list. Um, and so I'll go through some of them. Feel free to interrupt me if you have any thoughts, Andre. But of course, there's the classic one, which is that some subjects are never found, despite the fact that it seems like they should be, despite the fact that, um, you know, in the case of like kids or something, they shouldn't have been able to get that far. Um, there are a lot of subjects mm -hmm. that are never found, which is one spooky thing. There are also subjects who are seen or found in places that are unexpected or unusual, that seem like they should be too far away from where the person got lost, or a place that they just shouldn't have been able to get to, like on foot, right? Mm -hmm. That's a, something else really spooky that happens with these. Um, another thing is that subjects, as we just mentioned, are often found in somewhere that was already searched, or even searched multiple times. Um, ah, this is... Okay. Um, and, of course, one of the wildest <laughs> You're getting ones... spooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this might be the next... The new time where I get actually spooked. And um, another one is... This is also wild. Some subjects are found alive but have no memory of how they disappeared, um, and they give an account that doesn't make any sense in terms of how they got to where they are. Um, yes. Yes, and I've de we definitely, or I've definitely listened and heard you talk about cases of that that are just so weird. Um, in a lot of these cases, um, another very common thread, a lot of these cases happen um, in national parks. They happen uh, in very forested uh, wooden areas. They, like, very close to nature, very close to large swaths of nature. Um, a lot, a lot of these cases. Totally, totally. Um, which is, I don't know, it makes it more predictable, right? Because it makes sense that people would go would go missing and get lost in nature more than they would yeah. every day. But, people um, get lost in nature easily, but they don't, like... I mean, the way some of these people are found, the way their yeah. bodies are contorted or, like, the totally. places they're found where they couldn't have climbed to or walked to because they're too old, too young, too frail. Like, it's insane. Totally, totally. There's, um... Yeah, and it's... There's so many weird things here. So the next, so the next factor says, some subjects are found having no identifiable cause of death. And then they talk about, um... In the U.S., um... This is just wild. There's a study that found that truly undeterminable deaths, so deaths where you genuinely cannot tell how it happened, you call it sudden adult death syndrome. So you don't, do you know SIDS, sudden in, infant death syndrome? Yes. Yeah, so there's there's SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. Mm, well, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, and it's just uh... so, that like blows my mind that that's, that's even a thing. So that's for truly undetermined deaths. Um... Also... That's crazy that, like, we just decide to call our inability to determine a death a syndrome. Like, no, right? it's not a syndrome. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense, honestly. Um, some subjects, it says, will miss some or all articles of clothing, especially socks, shoes, or boots. Um, I wonder whether this might, might connect to survival stuff, too, where it's like, if you're missing in the forest at some point, like, your, your boots get... get off your feet i don't know how, no my happen, ass right? no absolutely how does that happen no um i i i don't know i have very strong <laughs> beliefs about what happens in these cases especially the ones that are in wooded areas um i just man i don't know i guess uh, yeah well i just think I just think there's, like, fucking monsters or something or cryptids or some shit like that. Like, Shannon and I, you don't understand, have gone over this for three straight hours already. <laughs> and, like, we can't, like, well, 
here's what I'll say. We can't come to a concrete conclusion on what it could be, but we've definitely ruled out so many things by process of elimination that I can tell you what I don't think it is at all. Mm. And neither does she. Aliens, um, ghosts or spirits. Uh, it's not magic. We don't think it's the government. Um, so yeah and and if we think it's like honestly some kind of cryptid or cryptids uh which inhabit very wooded areas which i guess that would could make sense because you know if if you think of a cryptid as an animal as well i guess a very super strange paranormal animal um then you'd think these animals also work in terms of species and if that's the case then it would make sense that a species of an animal inhabits a similar uh habitat throughout the world right which is the forest so that's interesting um, i don't know though because i feel like if it were cryptid wouldn't we have some kind of like sighting that we could line up with that in those areas you know that's why i say cryptids but then i also say like monsters which sounds so cheesy but i don't know what the fuck to tell you like i mean like i know that shannon at some point i think theorized some kind of there were a lot of missing 411 cases that happened close to bodies of water this also talking about this by the way also like ears me out and like creeps me out um because to me it's so like (laughs) confusing like i don't understand what is going on so it freaks me out because oh here's why here's why because I love camping and I have avoided it for some time dead ass well because here in SoCal it's kind of hard to go nice camping places I think NorCal is easier but also dead ass because since I started doing this podcast and learning more about missing from one I'm kind of like scared shitless to go camping which is kind of sad so mm-hmm. but okay. anyway. All you need to know is we've talked about this before and I read a lot into this because I'm a crazy person. So I, what I was going to say is there's a lot of cases that happen close to bodies of water and Shannon at one point theorized that it could be something like whatever creature or entity is doing this could be working through underwater um, caves or, 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 or something that allows this creature to transport itself from body of water A to body of water B. So... I don't fucking know, dude. I don't Whoa. know. That's, I don't know. That's interesting. But I feel like based on what I remember listening to the episode, or at least one of the episodes that you did on uh, Missing 411, I think maybe Shannon, or maybe you had also mentioned, um, what if there's like some kind of teleportation or like rip, you know, you know, the classic like rip in the in the universe yeah 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 yeah, yeah. especially for the people who just suddenly are in a place that you don't expect or like in a position that you don't expect right because maybe when they stepped through whatever channel it was or whatever it like crushed their head or something like that you know right that's not expected and then it drops them on top of a mountain and it's like why would they have a crushed head on top of a mountain Um, that is very true We, we 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 did talk about that um actually thank you for reminding me of that because that's that's a very 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 good one um um yeah, like, the, the first thing that comes to mind with something like that, to me, is, like, there was this case of this, like, three-year-old boy that was walking with his parents, and his parents, at one point, like, walked just a couple steps ahead of him, and that's all it took for this motherfucker to disappear. So, it was insane. It was, like, for five seconds, and that's it. He's gone. So, there was no noise, no anything, no scream, nothing. He's gone. Uh, his footsteps just dead-ass stop. So, what do you, like, what do you think there, right? So... Um, what I thought was, well, this kid might have accidentally, maybe there's no creatures at all. Maybe he just accidentally stepped into this portal that transported him, not even to an alternate dimension, but just to another place on earth and something happened to him there. Like he got hurt or whatever. And then at some point the bodies, I mean, I guess either they never come back and they're never found or some of them do come back usually somewhere around the area very close to the area where they first disappeared and they're either still alive because they managed to make it through their ordeal or they're all mangled and shit because they didn't survive so maybe it's just completely accidental maybe it's just a a kind of a freak thing where portals open in and out all the time especially around national parks maybe and that would explain at least people sort of like disoriented unable to explain what happened to them as well I mean, I don't know if it would explain, because that to me is more amnesia than disorientation. Mm. Um, I don't think it would explain amnesia, unless unless it does, and portals do that to you. But I mean, that's just complete, complete speculation. So, mm. bruh. 
I'm glad. This is fun. This is like fun to think about, though. It's true. You're right. This is like the ultimate mystery. Um, but like, <laughs> here's why I think monsters more than anything. I think I'm completely skewed by the these very very long stories that I read on the on the No Sleep subreddit, which I know credibility. Um, a long time ago that actually this is how i was introduced to missing 411 through fiction but the thing is that this fiction was eerily similar to a lot of actual 411 cases in real life mm. um and that just freaked me the fuck out but the thing is the way that this person describes um th this writer describes these cases right mm -hmm. the uh, on no sleep um it almost sounds like there's a thing doing them and it's like a big powerful thing that can take and give mm. and that's what makes me think that so well we'll have to hear yeah. about that from you i'm excited yeah um <laughs> well speaking of big scary things that can take and give another common aspect of these <laughs> is that the location <laughs> sunny said my ass <laughs> Well, the location names of these places often have devil in them. And mm. as you mentioned, these places tend to be close to water, close to boulder fields, and close to large granite formations. Mm -hmm. um, large granite formations. I don't even know where that gets connected. Um, but strange, coincidence, strange coincidences occur in some of these cases, usually involving um, names of people involved. Um so weird so like the, the example that they give is a case where a martin family goes on a hike and in the forest they meet another martin family um dennis one person of the martin family disappears while the martin kids are playing with the other martin kids meanwhile after dennis goes missing the key family looking for bears some distance away sees a dark man type figure carrying something on its shoulder a key piece of a puzzle um <laughs> this is such a random case given as an example for this, but that is already so weird. Um, right. Yeah, and that's the thing. These things are so weird, but they're also separate, which is why it's hard to connect them in terms of what is going on. Um, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and that was the last. That was the last thing that they said connected a lot of these cases. But yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you were mentioning you, you were kind of confused by granite. Yosemite has a shit ton of granite. So then that's a national park. So, I, I mean, to me, I, I know that there are outliers with this. But to me, when I think Missing 411, a lot of the connective tissue for me, I think, is just like nature. And it's specifically national parks. And that's just creepy, isn't it? Like, that's just weird. Yeah. Um like if if anything that that's that's very specific. I know that yeah, the, the, the things that you mentioned. Yeah, should national parks be like better looked after? You would think it would be like more um, obscure places. Well, from what I've read from like search and rescue teams that work in these parks, they do their best with the funding that they have, the people that they have, and they, they really really do. But you don't understand these places are gigantic. Mm. Like you can't really sweep through these very fast. So. I honestly think they do the best they can, and I think the, the the best the best work they can do is provide people with the kind of the warning, the the caution that they should be very careful around these areas. Because I mean, I think preventing a death is the best way to deal with a death, right? So like, <laughs> I, and that's really a lot of what they do, right? So like, um, they'll they'll inform tourists, they'll give presentations, they'll give classes, they'll post signs every fucking where in the parks, um. That, that's really the best they can do because, like, finding a body once, you know, it's a body now. Like, that's, I don't know, sometimes kind of impossible in these places because they're so huge. Totally, so, I, I don't totally. blame, I don't blame the SAR teams. I actually, um, I did a fun exercise recently for, um, I'm taking some night classes in a mystery subject. And, um, we did this survival activity where they give us a list of things and they're like, what is most important to your survival in a desert? And it turned out that a cosmetic mirror was the number one item of what we were given. Because of the cosmetic mirror, you can reflect the light, and you're much, much more likely to be seen by search parties. Um, wow. Right? Right? No one put that as number one on their thing. It was like water, um, you know, like a map. And then, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, where was water in that? Water was like third, to be fair. 
But oh, okay. um, it's it was like much more things that help people find you that were important than things that would theoretically help you get out. It was like a map was not that high, but a cosmetic mirror and like a bright, I think it was like a bright parachute style thing or something were relatively high. Um, Is it because when you're in a place like that, like it's way more likely that you'll exit it by being helped than by helping yourself because you're kind of fucked being in the middle of it? I think exactly. Um, also, mm. a coat was really high, which of course was super unexpected. But something about like when you let out heat at night that dehydrates you. There was something where like having a coat was really, really important. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so weird for stuff in the desert, just stuff you would not expect. Um, Deserts are pretty hardcore. I always I always think about this like just climate wise because well no weather wise I should say because they're super hot during the day and some of them are very very cold at night. Um, that's just always kind of been insane to me. Um, that but it makes sense. It's something about like there being nothing but sand that like it doesn't matter if a desert is super hot during the day and you know it's still in the same place that it always is that it can still be very 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 barren and cold at night. Totally. And totally. It's like a tundra really in the night and a desert during the day. So weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so national parks, freaky connection for all of these cases. That's what I always think about. And that freaks me out. And it also makes me not want to go camping. So sad me. Anyway, um, <laughs> I can actually, um, well, I can actually share. Do you, do you have anything more to share about that article? Um, no, I'm pretty much done with the article. But R.I.P. Okay young coot or old coot i should say oh my gosh i didn't mean to just call her old coot <laughs> r.i.p old coot so um i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you uh, a, a short case that i have um this is this is the case of <laughs> of sigmund adamski and this man was a 56 year old miner who went missing from his home in yorkshire back in 1980 so Okay. Well, actually, I mean that's 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 the beginning of of the case because there's really not a lot of background on him as a person. Like he was this normal guy. He worked at um at a mine, and he had colleagues that say that he was super normal and fit. And his disappearance was a complete mystery. So what happens? Uh, in November uh of 1980. Uh, wait, no, November of 1980 is the second part of this sorry i got confused in june of 1980 this guy goes missing right segment he's 56 minor near yorkshire mm -hmm. so he goes missing that's it five days after he disappears Sigmund's body is discovered 20 miles from his home at a cold yard in Todd Morden. So this is all happening in Yorkshire is in England, right? I just totally yeah. assumed that <laughs> because I, I felt like I was right, but I never actually checked. Anyway, so different town, but nearby. So 20 miles from his home, his body's fine, uh, is found um, on this coal yard. So the body was lying on top of a pile of coal and he was wearing a suit, but his shirt, watch, and wallet were missing. So you think like, okay, so robbery. But then on the back of his head, neck, and shoulders, there were these mysterious burns, uh, which, you know, I mean, that's going to attract a lot of attention for, <laughs> for investigators. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, so James Turnbull is the coroner that dealt with Sigmund's death. And he says that it's the biggest mystery of his career. The coroner Whoa. was baffled because, yeah, it's a big deal for a coroner to say that, right? Yeah. Because although Sigmund had been missing for five days, apparently he had only uh, one day's growth of beard, which I, I think you could measure that, right? Kind of. Um, so that's super weird. He's not saying like, and he also ruled out that he died immediately after he went missing. And so, therefore, he wouldn't grow any more beard. Because coroners can tell pretty easily how many, usually, especially if it's a body that's in good condition, how totally. many days this body has been dead. And this body had only recently died. So, he should have had more beard, basically. Um, maybe the robbers shaved him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anyway. like, that's so weird. That's such a But, like, obviously, fact. they fucking didn't do that. So, anyway. Um, he says the question of where he was before he died and what led to his death just could not be answered at the coroner. Uh, so I'm guessing he's, he had sad. Um, James also said a strange ointment that appeared to have been used on Sigmund's burns could not be identified by forensic scientists. 
exhaustive checks failed to reveal any record of Sigmund having been treated at any hospital during his missing five days. It was at this point that questions began occurring regarding the origin of this inexplicable ointment what? and who applied it to Sigmund. What? Now, <laughs> I'm going to follow down this rabbit hole with you. Hold my hand. Here we go. I know I have rebuked this before, but this case just makes me want to reconsider because it is so interesting. And that is, aliens are involved in missing 411 cases. Listen up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the the basics of this case are very similar to any other missing 411 case. This isn't like a national park, but it is still nature. He worked at a coal mine. His body was found on a literal pile of coal very close to that same mine and his home. He went missing for five days, which is kind of the average of how the, how long these people go missing, at least the ones whose bodies are found. Uh, and he had something strange happen to his body um, when he was found and also some articles of clothing missing, which is also something very, very common. Usually it's shoes, but in his case it was his watch his shirt and what else did i say um anyway whatever so so that's very very common so i would totally classify this as a missing 411 case uh and because i classify it as that when this article then starts talking about how aliens seems like very plausible reason for why this happened i have to consider that then maybe aliens are in on it and shit i was wrong so okay here's up. the thing what if these yeah. cases are caused by different things what if the I reason mean, why we're struggling to connect them is that they're actually different things? Sunny. <laughs> okay. I have never, ever, 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 ever read about an alien abduction case that ends in a death. Never. They always end with a person alive and usually with amnesia or pretty strong memories of having been probed i guess when the men in black gadget doesn't work and they can't wipe their their memories but um the point is they're alive and they usually remember at least a little bit um i mean we don't know if this guy would have remembered because he was found dead but that's the biggest thing he was found dead and i you never see that with 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 alien abduction cases so i you know my mind goes to like no maybe it's not aliens but this article is very strong on like no Maybe it is because this reason and this reason and this reason. So then I think like, shit, maybe it was. So maybe they, they are involved. But that doesn't make it not a missing 411 case. So I, I think it's all the same. I think it's all the same. <laughs> so you do think that aliens could be involved in deaths then? I think, yes. Is that what you mean by something different? Like some of them could be aliens, some of them could be cryptids or something like that? Yes. That was okay, what I was thinking. I misunderstood. Okay, so then yeah. Um... I'd still classify it all under the same thing, but I mean, yeah, no, I'm definitely not opposed to uh, some cases being caused by different things. I just, I don't love that idea, mostly because it confuses me, to be honest. I kind of <laughs> want it to be one thing that I can just, because I mean, also, wouldn't that make way? Mm. Yeah, but like, I mean, that's, it's not, it's not like totally erroneous of me to think that, because doesn't it make sense that like one common, like one thing would be causing all these things that are so similar to each other and right like no i agree i agree there's a reason why they're all categorized as missing 411 i think i on the other hand am just so weirded out by how different some of these cases are that i can't help but be like maybe it is different things but that one's interesting i mean if we did like the no. the tear in, in the universe theory for him then maybe he like went to the future <laughs> now i'm just connecting no it's funny and like, you're saying yourself and then they sent him back and he was but then why did he die? Why did he die if he has this It was Jonas. Jonas ointment. put the ointment on what his burn. <laughs> Jonas really do be helping. He be first aiding anyone he, he finds. Jonas no, said, I'll but, heal Sunny, your burn, but now you're, you're screwed. You're on your own. Yeah? Yeah. You said it yourself that like some of these cases are so different. Well, I think for those very different cases that are obviously outliers to the common thread, then it was probably something else. But there's like a shit ton of cases that are basically the same and for those i say it's the same thing but i mean yeah if you have an outlier it's probably an outlier i mean that's not weird to say so yeah that's fair i think there's your answer um but <laughs> it feels so funny like even theorizing this because i feel like deep down i'm like i guess these people just disappeared maybe um that's a lot of shit like who just disappears <laughs> I mean, or like, maybe people are capable of more than we realize. Like, okay, twenty he was found 20 miles from his home. That is mm -hmm. theoretically a walk that he could do in that time. Maybe he had dementia or something. 
Maybe he just kind yeah. of wandered off. And he found some kind of weird natural ointment while he was walking around in the wilds of Yorkshire that no one has recorded. And he gave I mean, himself a shape but that's, on the way. That's so reason. many ifs. <laughs> like, come on. And, and I think I'd grant you that if there also weren't, like, a load of other cases that are so similar to this, right? With something weird found on the body, some pieces of cloth missing. Um, like, I mean, come on. And also an inexplicable reason for why they went missing in the first place, right? Because if you say it's not something supernatural and it's something completely natural, then your only choices are either dementia or... Well, I guess they got lost walking around this very familiar area in which they have lived their whole lives. Like, my ass. So... Well, for some of... It depends in terms of how familiar people are. I could definitely see I... getting lost in a national park. No, no, no. But this, 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 I mean, okay. In this case, though, he wasn't in a national park, yeah, right? He was, yeah. like, near his home and near his work. Totally. Uh, for the national park, yeah, I totally get those. And I think with those, you could definitely argue a little bit more that maybe they just got lost. If anything, that's what a lot of SAR teams first say to the family members that report these cases, right? Maybe they got lost. Uh, but then a lot of these bodies are found in these national parks. And they're found in, like, the strangest of conditions. Like, like, one alive is the strangest of conditions that these these people are found in right because they're alive but don't no yeah because they don't remember anything but they're totally fine it doesn't look like they went through any trauma so how can they not remember anything that's the Um, spooky thing too that people that these cases of people being found alive would have something in common with cases of people being found dead i mean they do don't they no, I mean, like I agree I s- that they have something in common. It's just weird, right. you know? Why aren't they all cases of people dying? Or all cases of people being alive but confused? Right. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe whatever's taking them uh, realizes they want some of them but not the others. Or what would make more sense, I guess, is that it is completely random. And it is kind of a portal thing. And some people kind of just make it through it. And some people don't. And like you said, maybe the ones that that do you know once you come back through this portal like maybe you kind of just forget everything like it's super odd um i i think that would make more sense than than like having this very selective creature that is eating some people and not others like that doesn't make sense um however what kind of puts a uh kind of a uh a stain on that theory that oh it is random and it's just people are kind of just stumbling onto portals is that a lot of people be losing their shoes a lot of people be losing their shoes in these cases <laughs> why their shoes what the fuck is going on um yeah, and the weird thing with that is that they shouldn't be able to travel these long long period these long walks or miles and miles without shoes Right. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible, you know, to be fair, that they lose the shoes right before they come back through the portal to to, to where they're found. Yeah. But uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. And if that's the I case, mean, that's then the yeah, thing. you're maybe totally going right. Going through the portal has a tendency to pull off your shoes and socks. I guess, and not that the rest make of your clothing. That a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh my god, this makes my brain hurt. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Okay. So let me keep talking about this. So, yes. oh, is this still so the alien theory? Yes. So it wasn't just the usual investigators, the police, and the coroners who were attracted to this case. No, no, no. It was one of the most famous ufologists of all time, also called Adamski, funny enough, uh, who offered his own amazing theories Spooky on as the tragedy. Hell. Why is he also called? I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a common name. I don't know. The Jews. <laughs> anyway, he believed that aliens from outer space abducted the Yorkshire miner by mistake. <laughs> Which, like, that's complete speculation to me, but let's keep listening. The speculation (laughs) of an extraterrestrial encounter was then fueled by the policeman who originally found Sigmund's body. His name is Alan Godfrey. The police were like, yeah, maybe it was aliens. Man, the UK is a different place, because here that would never happen. Um, Six months. It's all they're dealing with big cats. They're officially... I know. (laughs) They're like, we believe now. We believe. The big cats made us believe. Um... Six months after finding Sigmund's body, um, Alan was again on duty uh, in a nearby town at 5 a.m. And he basically says that he saw a UFO. (laughs) So that's why he says maybe it was the aliens. Because after his experience, now he is a believer. So thoughts? (laughs) Oh. How am right. I supposed to, like, consolidate this? 
with like, the current <laughs> knowledge that I have of these cases. Where does this where does this piece fit in? Um, wait, who was it again who said that they they saw the UFO? The policeman who had found the, the body policeman? six months earlier. Yes. Dude, the UK is on some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Um, and, and he talks about this at length. Like, the, the policeman says that he actually wishes he'd never seen the UFO because of the effect that it had on his children. Um, I guess they got bullied at school because their dad was the Whoa. cop that saw out an alien or something. Um, Whoa. Talk about making says... the story believable. He's like, look at how I've suffered for this knowledge. Yeah. It's not easy having a policeman as a father, but when he's a policeman who saw a UFO, it's even worse, he says. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. All caps. All cops are UFO sighting best. <laughs> No, but I mean, he just said he was actually, actually so affected by this that he um, left the police force and uh, became uh, kind of a spokesperson for the stuff. Um, wow. Saying that, it, yeah. So uh, it's also the fact that apparently in this area, in this specific area where Sigmund first went missing in the UK, there are apparently it's it's kind of a hotspot for UFO sightings. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's kind of it's kind of a hot spot, which th- there there are areas like that in the world, like places where there have there appear to be a lot more um, sightings per like I don't know like a square mile type thing. Then yeah, kind of. Chile is one of them. What the fuck is going on in Chile? Like I see so many <laughs> like UFO sighting videos coming from Chile, especially like Santiago. I don't okay, know. But, maybe okay, skeptic side of things. Like I promised. What if yeah. it's a cultural thing? You know, what if Chilean people are more likely to believe in UFOs or people in this particular part of the UK. Well, it's not a cultural thing because it's not that they're more likely to believe. It's that I see a shit ton of videos coming from there. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe aliens like Patagonia. I don't know. Um, So, anyway. Basically, this case is some dude goes missing. Five days later, he's found with some missing uh, pieces of clothing and some weird burn on the back of his neck, which totally sounds like alien probing to me. And then some weird ointment, which also sounds like alien ointment, right? Because they couldn't determine what it was made of. And um, they're like, we don't know what happened. ointment was made of. That's so weird. Right, right. Maybe it's like harder to identify ointments than we think. Maybe he could have just put some random stuff on in nature and they would be like, we don't know what this is. No, give me a fucking break. This is the 1980s. It's not like... Like, they had that. It, it was an ointment, also. Like, how hardcore. The Stone Age, Andre. No wonder they couldn't uh, identify a mystery ointment. Sonny's. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, this this wasn't normal. Whether it was alien, you know, um, I, I have a hard time saying yes because I think I'm, I'm totally biased and I want to believe it is just one thing and that thing isn't aliens. But this does sound very alien. And, and so maybe, maybe this is just one of those outlier cases but that doesn't negate that every other case is something not alien right something else oh yeah that um, would make sense right i mean that, that's kind of how i want to leave it because i want to keep my sanity and and some sense of continuity throughout <laughs> all my episodes of what i believe so um that's 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 this guy any crazy um pretty crazy andre that was a really good case i'm just But, like, aliens never kill people. I'm so confused. Maybe when they were, like, bringing him down, you know, with the spaceship beam, they, like, cut it out before he was actually on the floor. And they're like, oh, shit. Ooh. Ooh. And he, like, fell, like, 100 Maybe feet. Was an accidental death. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the alien is telling his alien friend, like, Jim, what the fuck? Like, you cut the beam out too soon. He's dead now. We were supposed alien to probe him collateral. again in six months. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that would make sense, I guess. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I mean, um, but I guess that so makes sense. Um, that, that's that's that. What else you got? I mean, that makes the most sense of anything. I have a really fun case. I'm excited about this one. Um, okay. Are you excited, Andre? I'm excited. Um, <laughs> this is just. I really. This is one of those moments where I really, really wish I could show a visual to you. Um, but basically, imagine a bunch of bros, bros looking like buff and in their. 20s maybe late 20s early 30s max giving like peace signs and chakas and stuff at a camera together but one of them dun 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 disappeared while trying to get cocaine (laughs) (laughs) please just go into this case (laughs) um there's some really good wording in this article that i'm just gonna go for um a mission to keep the party going turned fatal (laughs) 
<laughs> for Sydney man Gary Tweddle on the night he vanished into the Blue Mountains bushland, which is Australia. So, the much-loved three-year-old, 23-year-old, 23-year-old, went, went to buy some cocaine um, when he disappeared. Dun-dun-dun! Um, so basically there's actually a whole cocaine arrest involved in this case because someone else was intending to sell, but he disappeared. And he at one point attempted to call his friends, but they couldn't identify where he was from the call. And they found his body about six weeks later. Um, specifically, here's where, here's where you get spook. Um, a policeman says, yeah, we found the body, uh, and it was winched, it was winched in a cliff edge, and the tough thing about getting there is that because of the extremely rough terrain, we could not access the location where the body was on foot. What? Oh, okay, 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 I get that. Yeah, because this is in the mountains. So, basically, he disappears, he tries to call... And it's like disorienting and they can't figure out where he is. There's a whole search for weeks. Six months later, they find his body at like a weird cliff top, essentially, um, that shouldn't be accessible by foot. Um, yeah. And That's that is strange. the story of Gary Tweddle, <laughs> who was just going to go out to buy some cocaine. Poor guy. I mean, um, like especially the dead ones right they're always pretty short stories because they died and they were found or they were not found but even, even no, when exactly. they're found there's not much else to say like even what even mine was relatively short like here's the thing uh, this is also very common with a lot of these cases like i'm literally gonna read you an excerpt of this which i know is a no sleep story right but still i'm telling you it, it sounded very similar to other wait, actual wait, wait. stories yes, i'm excited for your no sleep story um, right, I'm not gonna I'm yes. gonna read the whole thing, but I'm gonna read an excerpt that actually relates to what you just talked about, which is the fact that a lot of these cases, the people are found in these places where like there's no fucking way they walk there or climb there or they were like little kids. How did they get there? Like No, exactly. So, and like the other thing is who would who would, you know, I don't even know how you get there then. Who would fly him there or something, then just drop him off and go? Like Right. It almost sounds to know. me like <sighs> this thirty foot tall creature grabs them kills them and just throws them and they end up on the fucking like a, a cliff face or something like dude but by the time you're that tall it has to be more visible right 30 foot creature yes shit i don't fucking know maybe 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 it's portals that would make more sense right because there's not a big ass creature involved and maybe these portals all of a sudden just transport people like maybe you run like maybe you fall yeah. into it and and the portal the portal transports you to like 200 feet in the sky and all of a sudden you're falling and you get impaled on a fucking rock and you die so no, exactly okay but here's the weirder thing the phone calls because that's common in some of these cases too where there will be a phone call before they die but mm -hmm. you can't like you can't figure out what they are they're disoriented and they can't tell you mm -hmm. um could you make a phone call while mid portal i feel like no 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 no, no. Right? i mean maybe maybe the guy w did go missing and was scared so he called mm. and then something happened i mean that could be a coincidence right um i guess but, so but i'm wondering then what the difference is between like a missing 411 case as just a person who's missing or someone who gets sucked into a portal because then that would require people like i guess it would just mean people are getting lost first and then wandering into portals or are they just wandering into portals without even having gotten lost? Well, know? if it's the first one, it would almost require some kind of intent on the part of the portals, don't you think? That like, oh, this person's missing, they're weak, they're I can take them. Maybe the portals are like sentient things that need to be fed. I don't this is Dude, survival of the fittest. <laughs> Dar social Darwinist portals. Oh my god. Okay, listen to this. Okay. <laughs> that's so... not even social Darwinism. that's just Darwinism. <laughs> This story is called, I'm a search and rescue officer for the U.S. Forest Service, and I have some stories to tell. I wasn't sure where else to post these stories, so I figured I'd share them here. I've been a SAR officer for a few years now. Okay, so here's the thing. I know it is no sleep. This guy, well, like, you know, I'm not really going to believe, but he says these are legit. And he just decided to post them here because he didn't know where else to post them. Which, there is a missing 411 subreddit. I feel like he could have posted it there. But he says that he had never actually heard that term. Or the name David Paulides. Which I think there's also a subreddit for. So that's why he decided to post it here. Um, Spookiest of all. You know, so like, you know, like I don't believe that. But, just, just, just a note. According to this guy, these are real. So just take that as you will. I wasn't sure where else to post these stories, so I figured I'd share them here. I've been a SAR officer for a few years now, and along the way, I've seen some things that I think you guys will be interested in. So, 
Um, I have a pretty good track record for finding missing people. Most of the time, they just wander off the path or slip down a small cliff, and they can't and they can't find their way back. The majority of them have heard the old the old "stay where you are" thing, and don't, they don't wander far. But there's definitely cases where these things don't happen. Um, he says, "A few times I've been out on my own, searching with a canine when people go missing, and they've tried to lead me straight up cliffs." Not hills, not even rock faces, straight sheer cliffs with no possible handholds. It's always baffling, and in those cases we usually find the person on the other side of the cliff or miles away from where the canine has led us. I'm sure there's an explanation, but it's sort of strange. Um, he also says uh, one of the cases that he talks about. This, When I read this, Sunny, <laughs> my skin shivered, okay? So he says, I was teamed up for one case with another SAR officer because we'd received reports of bears in the area. We were looking for a guy who hadn't come home from a climbing trip he was supposed to, and we ended up having to do some serious climbing to get to where we figured he would be. We found him trapped in a small crevice with a broken leg. It was not pleasant. He'd been there for almost two days, and his leg was very obviously infected. We were able to get him into a chopper, and I heard from one of the EMTs that the guy was absolutely inconsolable. He kept talking about how he'd been doing fine, and when he'd gotten to the top, a man had been there. He said the guy had no climbing equipment, and he was wearing a parka and ski pants. He walked up to the guy, and when the guy turned around, he said he had no face. It was just blank. He freaked out and ended up trying to get off the mountain too fast, which is why he'd fallen. He said he could hear the guy all night climbing down the mountain and letting out these horrible muffled screams. This story bothered the hell out of me. I'm glad I wasn't there to hear it. What? <laughs> Did you get all that? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I wasn't there to hear it. So, right. So this is being told from the perspective of the, no, of the so, guy so with no this, face This search and rescue officer found a guy and put him in a chopper. The guy operating oh, so the chopper. He wasn't there to hear the, the screams. I guess. No, the, the 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 story. No, probably. Well, either oh, either oh, either the okay, story okay. or the screams, but mm. probably the story because the story was told by this traumatized guy to the chopper operator, Dude. who then told the the told back to this to the SAR officer. Dude, and you know what's crazy? Actually, that really lines up with this story. I had one more case, and I can tell it quickly. It just connects because. At this case, this guy basically was a, a cross-country runner who theoretically should have known his path, but was uh, disappeared while he was running because um, him and a friend had split up. And when they found his body, it was at the foot of a cliff. And because he had a fractured skull, their theory was that he had tried to climb up the cliff and then fallen and fractured his skull. But it was just like, why would he be climbing a cliff when he went out on a run? If you were trying to survive after getting lost, also, why would he be climbing a cliff? Right. Probably um, because something... Why does he have this fractured skin? Something scared something him. Something dragged him. Or something dragged right? him. Yeah. Dude, because just when you brought up, like, the, the dog in your story, which would which would bring him straight up cliffs. Right. That's so spooky. Dude, I'm getting, like, chills. That's so spooky. Right, right. Oh. Again, this guy says this shit real. So, I mean, he's definitely not, he's definitely not corroborating the... The story about the guy with no face. But he says that it is real that a real chopper operator really did tell him this story. Whether the story is real is a whole other thing. You can believe what you want. But this guy says that he hears shit like this about... He hears about shit like this all the time. Working at his job. So... Why is the, like, faceless thing so scary? Because it is fucking scary. scary. And also, like, you know... I mean, this is getting into the story within the story, right? But, like, if we actually talk about that, like... What the fuck happened there? Like, it's like. I mean, isn't that just another missing four one one case? Probably. Yeah. A person who's in the tundra, like. Right. Like. Mid trip or something. I mean, they, they're probably. Mm. I think this was more. This is more like a Yellowstone style kind of situation. Like this guy works at a national park, mm. but like, um, yeah, like it's it's weird. Like this missing four one one case encountered maybe possibly another missing four one one case himself. Who, who uh, yeah. all of a sudden had no face. Like, who did that to him? What's happening? Oh my god, is it the portals? Dude. Like, fuck. And apparently, th- this guy who had no face wasn't like some cryptid or something. He was just some guy who was in distress because all of a sudden his face was gone. Because he says, this other guy says that the guy with no face was muffled screaming all night. Like, yeah. fuck, dude. 
maximum spook. I'm scared. Maximum Okay, spook. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read one more excerpt from this story. Um so okay. you can wait, you wanna tell me more de- in more detail about that that skull that fractured skull case? No, okay. I think that really gets at the heart of it. Yeah, know? okay. So so here's um where is this one? Okay, dude. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay. So one of the scariest things I've ever had happen to me involved a search for a young woman who had gotten separated from her hiking group. We were out until late at night because the dogs had picked up her scent. When we found her, she was curled up under a large rotted log. She was missing her shoes and pack, and she was clearly in shock. She didn't have any injuries, and uh, we were able to get her to walk with us back to the base ops. Along the way, she kept looking behind us and asking us why, quote-unquote, that big man with black eyes was following us. We couldn't see anyone, so we just wrote it off as some weird symptom of shock. But the closer we got to base, the more agitated this woman got. She kept asking me to tell him to stop, quote-unquote, making faces at her. At one point, she stopped and turned around and started yelling into the forest, saying that she wanted him to leave her alone. She wasn't going to go with him, she said. And she wouldn't give us to him. We finally got her to keep moving, but we started hearing these weird noises coming from all around us. It was almost like coughing, but more rhythmic and deeper. It was almost insect-like. I don't really know how else to describe it. When we were within sight of base ops, this woman turns to me, and her eyes are about as wide as I can imagine a human could open them. She touches my shoulder and says, he says to tell you to speed up. He doesn't like looking at the scar on your neck. I have a very small scar on the base of my neck, but it's mostly hidden under my collar, and I have no idea how this woman saw it. Right after she says it, I hear that weird coughing right in my ear, and I just about jumped out of my skin. I hustled her to ops, trying not to show how freaked out I was, but I have to say I was really happy when we left the area that night. I would just about die. Like, I would literally just... (laughs) Like a chihuahua. Well, like, Dude, you know when you I scare was, them was... a little too much and they, the heart just stops? <laughs> like, that's me. <laughs> I just can't imagine how quickly I would run. That description was insane. Like a cough, but deeper and more rhythmic and insect-like. I don't even know what that would sound you like. Uh, this is some incredible writing, whatever, whoever. Right. Is. Yeah, she's just... Oh my gosh. Um, that was really, really terrifying. And it's weird because this isn't even like... This is like the classic horror movie thing, where the faceless monster is almost scarier than the one that is specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Just like the thing with like black eyes or like faceless people, it's so scary. Oh. I know. <sighs> <laughs> I know, and this guy has a lot of stories like this one, and, and the weird thing is, um, it's at some point in, in his writing, he, he recounts how he started um, asking his fellow officers for similar stories if they had any, because people kept asking about it, and he was really curious to see if his own co-workers actually did have stories. And he says that his co-workers were all very hesitant to share anything with him, um, but that they did, but they, they didn't really want to share it. And he, he kind of speaks of this culture around um, it, 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 where he works, where... Um, I guess all of his fellow coworkers were informed to not really talk about these things, and he just got the memo about that. He didn't know that he wasn't supposed to talk about these things, but apparently it's like a thing, and that only makes him more curious as to like why we're hiding these stories. And um, at some point, it gets really, really creepy, and kind of, kind of to spoil it a bit for you, there's, there's actually I don't think he really talks about this. I think this is something else I read somewhere else, but I connect it to this, right? Which is uh, that mm. there, what if the government is involved? And what if there are these cryptids or creatures or entities or something that inhabit these national parks that need people to either, I don't know, experiment, feed on, whatever it is. And the government kind of allows these things to happen without actually, you know, like archiving this information of like a lot. Mm, Or erects national parks around them to keep them There are so many spooky, unexplainable missing 401 cases that you would think that a bigger, like, government entity would have already come in into some of these places and, like, sweep them out and figure out what the fuck is going on because so many people are going missing and dying every year in national parks in the U.S. But people theorize, and maybe the reason they don't, some people theorize, the reason they don't is because they have some deal with whatever creatures are eating people. Dead ass. So... <laughs> like, I mean, have you seen Kevin in the Woods? This is literally Kevin in the Woods. Have you seen that movie? 
I have. Okay, seen it's literally the ending of that. Like, like, like some people are saying the government is okay with like people disappearing in national parks because there's actually these like basically huge ass monsters that I guess could like destroy the world or if not that cause a lot of damage and in order to keep them at peace we feed them people like it's basically that <laughs> damn. so damn. interesting damn um pe- people also go one step further and say that's precisely why um national parks are national parks and they're protected because we realize that these monsters live there and they have told us that if we disturb them they'll like fuck us over so that's also why there are some like weird national parks like some people don't understand why there's like the big ones but there's also some smaller national parks that are like really fugly that people don't understand why those are protected areas um so <laughs> that would explain that i guess but Dang. Didn't you say you weren't going to involve the government in I an mean, explanation? I I personally don't believe in this. That's why I don't, but I'm bringing it up mm. just because, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that's also a pretty fascinating <laughs> one, for sure. The, the, the fact is that Gosh. we have no fucking idea <laughs> what this really is. Don't. And I'm, dying, I'm foaming at the mouth to, like, know what it is. Like, what is causing these things? Like, what is the, what is the one thing? Because for the outlier cases... You know, I'm sure it's a number of things. But for all the cases that are so similar, they're like one core to me. And there's got to be one thing causing these. And that is... (laughs) That is our episode! (laughs) Oikos, thank you for sponsoring us this episode. (laughs) God. uh, Anyway, thank you, Fear, the emotion, for sponsoring this episode. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. You can listen to us on all podcast listening uh, platforms. Fear BT does. Yeah, yeah. She, um, you, dude, you're 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 stealing my my vibe. Like, hello. I'm stealing the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can listen to us everywhere. You know, you know what's up. And um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please do let us know by DMing us at Talk Scary on Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah. Uh, this was a spooky one, dude. I, uh, I, I was like looking behind me the whole time that I was talking into the mic. <laughs> like I'm like, cause I have like the closet door behind me. Um, uh, it was that. Also, kind of like episode. dead ass when I was talking about um the 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 faceless no no the 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 man with the big black eyes like coughing into this guy's ear uh, my air conditioning like came on at the same time and i felt like cold air of my neck i can't i can't do this podcast anymore i quit so anyway thank you everyone we will talk to you next week anything else sunny no just thank you and yeah talk All next right. week good night bye